Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, I'd noticed as I was doing some research that the Railroad Hour did a St. Patrick's Day themed program when they played Eileen, the Victor Herbert musical. However, we just played a Railroad Hour episode back in December, and I do on this series try to aim for variety and some of the more obscure things. And I remembered that I'd heard this version of Eileen and decided to play that instead. This version has the benefit of being one hour long, so you get a a little bit more Railroad Hour when they played Eileen was only doing half an hour. Uh, the original air date on this one is November the 23rd, 1940, and this is from the Chicago Theater of the Air. Let's go ahead and take a listen. We present a transcription of the Chicago Theater of the Air program, which was heard earlier this evening over the Mutual Eastern Network. <laughs> The Chicago Theater of the Air. WGN and the Mutual Network present another in the series of the world's greatest operettas. Victor Herbert's exciting, romantic, melodious operetta, Eileen, starring Miss Marion Clare, Mr. James Melton, Bruce Foote, and Grace McCarty. Music by Nathaniel Childress and produced by William A. Bacher. Another exciting, glamorous, gay evening in the gorgeous blue and silver studio of the Chicago Theater of the Air. The excited audience jamming every row of the auditorium fills the atmosphere with its jubilant intention. Tonight, our audience is filled with civic leaders and celebrities. Just a few rows out, I see several stars from the Chicago Opera Company. Tito Skipa, Virginia Haskins. In Mr. Skipa's party is Jack Johnson, not an opera star, but the well-known fighter. We also see Nan Wynn, well-known radio singer. We're all waiting for the overture to Victor Herbert's Eileen, the famous operetta whose setting is the bitter yet dramatic days of the Irish Rebellion of 1798. Here is a tale that weaves into its pattern the rattle of muskets, the cry of freedom, the charm of romance. Its characters are the stirring, rebellious, romantic Irish of those days, who, starved and mistreated by England's firm hand of government, look forward to only one thing, freedom. The applause you hear, ladies and gentlemen, is for Miss Marion Clare, who tonight sings the role of Eileen Mulvaney. Here she comes now, looking glorious in a gown of brocade, fastened on long, sweeping lines. The slender, form-fitting dress gracefully flows into a full skirt. And we might best describe our star's color as frosted pink candy. Miss Clare is wearing a beautiful big orchid on one shoulder and carries a shimmering silver fox wrap. Chicago's favorite tenor, James Melton, has just come on stage, and you can judge by that applause as to how much we like him. Tonight, Jimmy sings the part of Barry O'Day, the hero of the operetta. Bruce Foote sings the part of Sean and Miss Grace McCarty as Rosie Flynn. 
principals, chorus, and orchestra are already on stage. There's a new burst of applause as our noted guest conductor, Nathaniel Schilke, comes to the stage. He's now taking his place on the podium. Mr. Schiltwood is rapping for attention. And Eileen is on the air. Overture! Center, ladies and gentlemen, and we're ready for the play. There goes the curtain warning, and as our first scene opens outside a low-thatched inn, the sign of the Black Bull perched on the rugged coast of Ireland, we are first to meet some of the sturdy leaders of the Irish Rebellion, forced into the lawless business of smuggling by a relentless government. Through the early morning mist, cold and damp, we see Sean Dew and his hardy band of smugglers carrying smuggled goods from the water's edge to a large cave close by the inn itself. Kegs of rare brandy, bales of Look tobacco, bolts of fine silk, humming brandy, softly John. as they work. And through it all, the sharp, clear voice of Sean, the smuggler chieftain, directing it all. Oh, Mickey! Yes, Sean? Who's guarding the road? Jenny uh, Dyer. Oh, why we're needing a guard on such a misty morning like this is beyond me. Uh, there's nothing beyond England, though, my lad. All Ireland's honeycombed with redcoats and spies. The likes of that English Colonel Lester and the traitorous Lanty Hackett. It is bitter against the English you are, Sean. And what true Irishman wouldn't be? See what they've done to us, turning life into hell, stealing food from the mouths of our women and babes, they have that. making smugglers of men who want to be decent and honest but can't live for the tariffs and taxes. I know, but we've got friends, Sean, even among the English. Ah, uh, yes, Mickey, if it's the good Lady Maud at the castle you're thinking of. Ah, uh, Lady Maud loves Ireland and she loves the Irish. Many a battle she's fought for us with her own English government, Lord bless her and hers. Easy there with that keg of brandy, John. Tis not water you're carrying. Yes, tis well nigh finished they are, Sean. How's for a drop of that smuggled brandy to cool our roasting gullets? Amen! We'll drink to the goods that's free of taxes and duty, men. Aye, aye. 
And to the Irish that sets them free. Aye, aye. I will drink to free trade in the smuggle, me lads. And the misty moon that protects. That's right. While ships may sail the sea. While heaven sends us a misty moon. Sure, why not take it as a gracious boon? If France and Spain have something we can use. It would be a misery For free of tax and duty. We then drink to the mist or the moon. Oh, here's the night that's whacked with rain and wind and wave. The thicker the better for when the sun comes out again. The sun's a wise man all. A milk's a brandy and something day. It's devil a penny we have to pay. Come then, let us be merry till up and we'll break our room. Ain't you guarding the road? What is good news I have for you, son? News to the glory of Ireland. Why, it's your tongue, Dinny Doyle. We'll all go inside the inn to hear your news, where there's men that Mither Island can trust. Come along, men. Out the door from within. We are here. We are here. Now for the news, Dinny Doyle. Ah, it is fine days are close by again, Sean. No more tribute to England that sucks dry our life's blood. No more informers and spies the likes of Lancy Hackett. Well, well, and no Colonel Lester with his red-coated English soldiermen to snap at our heels in the name of the king. Uh, words, Dinny, all words. If you have news, men, out with it. You remember the old days? Last you for a fool, Dinny. Who of us does? Oh, if only a patriot the likes of Daniel a day was still alive to lead us. But you're forgetting another old day. Old Daniel's son. Young Barry O'Day? And what good is he? Dead is his father. It was England killed them both. Ah, you're wrong, Sean. The young Barry O'Day is still alive. What? what? Hold your lion tongue, Dinny Doyle. Ah, it is true. He escaped England's prison. Barry O'Day is here in Ireland. Come back to free us. You know what you're saying. Yes, I tell you, Barry's here in Ireland. In this very, in this minute. If it is lying, you are No, Dinny, no, I'll... no, no, I assure you. I brought him here myself. Are you wait, I'll call him. Barry! Barry O'Day! Is it the truth you're telling, Dinny Doyle? Barry, Barry, come down here. Tis none but your friends, true sons of Ireland, to greet you. Barry, speak, lad, with your own lips. I'm coming, Dinny, I'm coming. There, what is it? Barry! Barry! God, it's Barry O'Day! Yes, Barry O'Day, and happy I am to be back with my own again. Oh, Sean, Sean, Lord love you. Oh, Barry, Barry O'Day, I never dreamed to see this day again. Ah, to save you or no, the O'Day is back with us. That is my news I bring you. Highland's true day is done. Harry, you mean you've brought help? I help her plenty. And better still, it's coming fast. Ah, French ships and French men sailing to our aid. Ah, oh, it is good to be back home, me lads. To feel Ireland under my feet again. Time after time, in the great blackness of that prison, I've mourned for her. Longed for her. For the time when I should see Ireland again. Ah, it is the great love we bear in all our hearts for her, Barry O'Day. Would you be minding to sing it for us? Aye, it was ever the song in my heart. When shall I see Ireland again? When far from the land that I'm proud to call my own, I repine till the heart of me is full. And I dream of the past 
And the happiness I've known While my soul seems to wish for and Tell me when shall I again see You'd best hide again, Barry O'Day. Hide among my own people? No, Sean. If the man's a spy for the English and Colonel Lester is chief, let me see what he looks oh, like. No, 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 no. Sean, unbar the door. Uh, if you say so, Barry. Ah, good day to you, Matthew Hackett. And good day to you, Barry O'Day. Faith, I could scarcely expect the good tidings that said you here. What's your business with us, Lanty Hackett? I came to warn Barry O'Day. Colonel Lester and his English soldier man is close on your trail, Barry. Chasing you as a rebel. An outlaw. Quiet, men. And this is all you come to bring? A warning against Colonel Lester finding me here? Yes, but I see. His only purpose. Except. Except what, Lanty? Out with it, man. Well, I was after expecting to find Rosie here. You keep away from Rosie, Lanty Hackett. Rosie? Rosie? Who's Rosie, Sean? Rosie Flynn, maid to our Lady Maud at the castle. Ah, Lord bless her, good Lady Maud. How is she, Sean? Oh, fine, fine, Barry. If you'll be wanting news of her, Rosie's here in the kitchen this very minute. A buying her basket of eggs. I'll call her. Rosie! Rosie Flynn! Who's wanting me? In the tap room, Rosie. It's short. Hi, sir, gentlemen. The top of the morning to you. What news from the castle, Rosie? Oh, the best of news. Lady Maud Estabrook is coming back from England, and she's bringing her niece Eileen Mulvaney home with her. Eileen Mulvaney? Now, there's a sweet Irish name. Uh, indeed, sir. And she's sweet enough to wear it. 
Even though she's come home from the English school to marry Colonel Lester himself. What? The daughter of Ireland to marry the blackguard and Englishman who's helping to crush all Ireland's oh, And you're scaring the sweet girl Rosie half out of her senses. Oh, and I don't mind him, stranger. It's the way of foolish men. But no fear of men have I. I know what'll soothe the brute. And just what is your medicine, Rosie? A little song, I know. A song they like the better for my singing of it. <laughs> My little Irish rose. Although I'm young and very small, I've no fear of men at all. I just love and tease and chop and say, "Oh, now the one we fear." They all try to steal a kiss, but when that happens, He's gone. Fool, and he must have sneaked out while Rosie was singing. No doubt to inform Colonel Lester and his English redcoats that Barry O'Day is hiding ah, here. Yeah, wait, wait. Listen. Horses, coming this way. Quick, Dinny, look out the window. There's a carriage drawn by two horses. Says preservers. Tis our good lady Martin from the castle. Come to meet her, man. Lady Maud, there's a friend greet you. Why, Barry. Barry O'Day. Back here in Ireland. Yes, Lady Maud. Back among my own again. Oh, God keep you, Barry. I never thought to see you alive again. Aunt Maud. Aunt... Oh, Eileen, forgive me. Barry, I want you to meet my niece, Eileen Mulvaney. Eileen, this is Barry O'Day. Barry O'Day? Not the dangerous young Irish patriot Colonel Lester's been telling me so much about. I'm very grateful to the Colonel for arousing your interest, Miss Eileen. Oh, thank heaven Colonel Lester isn't here now. Faith, and you must be tired, Lady Maud. Won't you come in and rest a while? Oh, thank you, Sean. Come, Eileen. Let's go inside the tavern and have a cup of tea. Please, Aunt Maud. I'll wait here. And if you don't mind, I'll wait with her, Lady Maud. Oh, I see. Very well. 
Well, Miss Eileen, are you glad to get back to Ireland? And why not? Ireland's my country. There's no place the same. Ah, that's the truth. And it's much that she gives us. The strength of her rocky coast, the joy of her hills, the warmth of her soul. I know. I know just what you mean. And there's much of the good of Ireland in your name, Barrier Day. Sure, it's only a name. It means courage and strength. All the things our poor Irish people need are in your name. But Eileen, Eileen. Ah, now there's a far sweeter name. All the graciousness of flowers, <laughs> all the gentle goodness of the fairies. Have you not met the good fairies? No, but often I've dreamed of them. The good fairies that bring joy and love. I've prayed they'd be real. Oh, they will be real, if you let them. I know, because I've seen them. Dancing on the hills in the soft gray mist. Swinging down the green valleys, too. All laughing like little children. That's because little children are happy. Oh, I do wish I might find the good fairies. Oh, sure, and they're here at your very elbow. Dancing out of nowhere. And his love they've carried with them. Love? You speak of love. Yes, tis the good fairies bring it. And only the good ones. Uh, some mortals shove aside the love that fairies bring. But wise men hold on to love and guard it. You, you're a fighting man. And yet you speak so tenderly of love. So certainly, too. Oh, it is as certain a thing for the Irish as freedom itself. It strikes with a swiftness that blinds you and warms you. And then you keep it or lose it. Oh, how I should hate to lose it. Ah, it is the gain in the love that thrills you most. When the heart is warm with the great love of a gentle Irish Colleen, and you sing the song that is thine alone. Tell me why is there a doubt within thy heart? Eileen, tell me why. I but fear the time will come when we must part. I love I should. Love, though I may be, I leave
Halliday! Here, Tinny. What is it, man? Nanty Hackett's beside you. The redcoats are coming up the hill with Colonel Lester in the lead. You must get away, Barry. They'll hang you. Oh, have no fear, Miss Eileen. They haven't caught me yet. Barry, Barry, get away. You must get away. There's no escape, Barry. They've got us around. And we'll fight. Call your men, Sean. Don't waste your good Irish blood. Oh, no. I have a better plan. Where's my coat? Here, my lady. Quick, take off your coat. Yes, my lady. Barry, change coat of my groom. <laughs> take his hat. Hurry, <laughs> hurry. Here you are. Red coats are coming past, Lady Maud. Quick, Barry. Up in the driver's seat of my carriage. If Colonel Lester asks a question, you're my groom, understand? Oh, bless you, Lady Maud, for a quick thing it is. Here come the red coat. Ah, Stand back, you Irish madman. Stand back in the name of the King of England. What do you mean, the King Colonel of England? Lester. Uh, Lady Maud, Eileen, thank heaven you're safe. Have any of these men annoyed you? Not at all, Lester. Aunt Maud and I were just on our way to the castle. Won't you join us? A little later, perhaps, Eileen. As soon as I've questioned these men about an Irish rebel who's just escaped the English prison. Then uh, I guess we had better be leaving. Come, James, take the reins, will you? One moment, Lady Maud. I see you have a new groom. Oh, but of course, Colonel Lester. I thought you knew. Though why you should be interested, I don't know. Good set of shoulders. Looks strong, too. Come, my man, what's your name? Faith and it's James, they call me, sir. Hmm. A good soldier for the ranks. That I'm hoping, sir. Oh, don't go to giving my servants ideas, Colonel. Please don't detain us any longer, Lester. Aunt Maud and I are both tired. You can follow us to the castle later. Yes, Sally, my dear. I'm sorry to detain you, Lady Maud. Oh, I know it was your duty, Colonel. James, take the reins, will you? Yes, my Drive on, James. With pleasure, Colonel Lester. Get up there. <laughs> All right now, you Irish rebels. I'll deal with you one by one. You. What's your name? You've heard of my name. She's Sean. Yes, Sean the smuggler, lawbreaker. Now, wait a minute. Uh, I hear you, Sean. Put up that knife. We want no bloodshed here. Colonel Lester. Colonel Lester. Elante, what is it? Oh, yeah, Dante Hackett, if you know what... Uh, you get out of my way, Sean. You dirty informant. Silence! Keep back there, Sean, and put up that knife, I said. Now, Lente, what do you want? Lente wants nothing at all. No, I don't, eh? Then listen to this, Colonel Shut up, Lente, you're... Your man, bury your day. Quiet! You keep away, Sean. Go on, Lente. Bury your day. And Sean, man, he stabbed Lente. Catch him! Sean, and you don't know how bad Lente was beating that knife in his ribs, Colonel. Now catch me if you can! We falls on Act One of the Chicago Theater Via presentation of Victor Herbert's stirring operetta, Eileen, performed by the WGN players with Marion Clare and James Melton as the singing lead. And we're ready for the second act. The time is two weeks later, and as the curtain rises, we find ourselves in a great room at Lady Maud's castle, where a gay party is in progress in honor of the lovely Eileen. Music singing to the tune of a cheerful Irish round. Come on, 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 come on,
Aileen. I must speak to you. All right, on board. Here, inside this side room. Close the door, please. Why, what is it, on board? Why are you so pale? Have you seen Barry O'Day? No, not today. Has anything happened? I'm afraid so. Have you heard from Colonel Lester? He was here yesterday. What's happened? You must tell me. You remember two weeks ago when we helped Barry O'Day escape Colonel Lester disguised as our groom? Yes. Lanty Hackett knew. Sean stabbed him to keep him from telling. Did Lanty die? No. Then Lester knows. Yes. Colonel Lester knows and is waiting for his chance to catch Barry here whenever he returns. Lester wouldn't dare. Not in your home. Oh, you don't know Colonel Lester, my child. With him, duty comes first. What shall we do, Aunt Maud? We must warn Barry to stay away. And why must I be warned to stay away, Lady Maud? Barry O'Day. Oh, Barry, how did you get in? Through the balcony, my lady. Of what would you warn me? Colonel Lester, he knows you're coming here. And who would be telling him, Miss Eileen? Not you, I hope. Barry. Barry. Oh, what's come over you? What makes you talk this way? You're ill. Yes, maybe I am. If you'd seen the things I'd seen these last few weeks. If you'd witnessed the suffering of my poor island like I've witnessed it. If you'd waited with a hopeless waiting like I have for help that's promised but never comes, maybe you'll be ill too. Oh, Barry. Come, boy. Sit down here and rest a while. It can't all be so hopeless. The old days were never the ones to give up. Please, Barry, you mustn't stay here. Colonel Lester may be here any moment, and you two must not meet. Uh, if not Barry O'Day will be coming to meet Miss Eileen. Why, what do you mean, then? There's another good reason the colonel has for coming here tonight. And that is? You're an excellent reason, Miss Eileen. You forget yourself, Barry O'Day. No, no, no. There's no offense, I mean. After all, Colonel Lester's the man you're to marry, the man you love. I'm by no chance wrong, am I? Now, Barry, be fair. Please, Aunt Maud, don't let's talk about it. I'm sorry, Miss Eileen. You've been very generous to me. You saved my life. But short is a simple question I'm asking. If you love the English You've no Colonel, right to ask me. Then you do love him. I regret that. You're no true daughter of Ireland after all. I'm Barry. quite as Irish as you are, Barry O'Day. Indeed. And as for Colonel Lester, he only performs his duty as best he knows how. I see. As any gentleman and soldier should, whether he be Irish-born or English. Oh, sure, and with the words in your mouth, you've given answer to my question. Then let that be my final answer, Barry O'Day. Goodbye to you. You've done it, Barry O'Day. What in the world's come over you to talk to Eileen that way? Oh, what is it, Barry? Well, you... You love her, don't you? Next to Ireland, more than life itself, Lady Maud. Oh, my head is a fire and my heart is a whirl for love of the Irish lass she is. Tis the truth of me speaking, though. But what of Eileen? Does she know? If she uses her eyes, she knows. I fancy she does, my lady. And oh, deep in my heart is the truth. There's no woman beside her. That's why the song is tearing at the heartstrings of me. The song of Eileen. I'm in love, I'm in love with a slip of a girl. And if I should be merry or sad, I don't know. For my heart is a fire and my head is a world, yet I'm suffering for her, so I'm glad that she's so. For her hair is that black and her eyes are that blue, she's the form of some proud little queen, she's that me. While her cheeks are like roses new, kissed by the dew, 
Scream. Oh, Rosie! Oh, lady, the lady! What is it, Rosie? What has happened? Oh, it's Eileen, my lady. She's been bad hurt. Eileen, hurt? How? Oh, she went riding with some of the guests. Her horse bolted. She was thrown. Where is she? Oh, Betty, look. Tinny is carrying her in his arms. Oh, Tinny, let me take her. Very oh, unconscious she is. Oh, Stan, she's as white as a girl. Okay, quiet, you idiots. Oh. Tinny, Rosie, yes. bring me that little chair there. All right, come over Eileen, oh, how is she? Oh, I don't know, Lady Maud. Water, brandy. Tinny, get some water. Rosie, smelling salt. I'll get the brandy myself. Eileen, Eileen Mokush, open your eyes. It's barely speaking to you. Speak to me, Eileen, darling. Oh, and forgive the black words that passed my lips this night. I love you, Eileen. With as great a love as ever man had for any woman. Oh, hear me, darling. Speak one word to let me know you understand and ease the soreness from a heart that aches with the pain of seeing your life so still and white. Barry, Barry, how is she? I don't know. She doesn't speak. Oh, Lady Maud, I'm so afraid. Please, Barry, I, I couldn't find the brandy. Perhaps if you can. Yes, yes, I'll go, Lady Maud. I'll bring it soon. Oh, Eileen, Aunt Maud. Oh, my poor darling. It's all right, my pet. Aunt Maud is here beside you. My horse, he... I fell. Yes, but you're all right now, dear. Barry? He'll be right back. Dear Barry. Poor dear Barry. There, now. You must keep quiet, dear. The shark. I'm all right now, Aunt Maud. I must have fainted. A few minutes ago, I woke to find myself in Barry's arms. He begged me to open my eyes, to speak to him, to forgive him. And he swore that he loved me better than he loved his own life. And I know he meant it, my dear. Oh, I've hungered for his sweet, dear words, Aunt Maud. And as they tumbled from his lips, from his very heart, I pretended I didn't hear them. Oh, tell me, was I so very wicked? 
Oh, no, dear. But you might have spoken to Barry to relieve his anguish for you. I know it was wrong, Aunt Maud, but I could have stayed in his arms forever. Against his heart. His heart that was beating so wildly. Oh, how I've wanted that, Aunt Maud. For it told me the thing I've longed to know. That Barry loves me. You might have known it sooner, Eileen. Had you watched more closely? Perhaps. But now I know. The good fairies brought it, as Barry told me they would. Oh, there is happiness before us. Oh, there is war, too, dear child. The bitter heartaches and anguish of danger and of strife. Yes, yes, I know what they mean. But they'll all end someday. And Barry will come back to me. The love that he alone has awakened. What is this thrill I'll never have known before? Self, Aunt Maud. Begging your pardon, Lady Maud. Yes, Rosie, what is it? The English gentleman is here. Colonel Lester. Oh, Aunt Maud. Quiet, Eileen. Rosie, you will show Colonel Lester into this room immediately. Very good, my lady. Oh, Aunt Maud, what shall we do? You'll find Barry here. Careful, Eileen. You must get a grip on yourself. Barry, your day's safety depends upon you. Tell no. me. Tell me what to do. Keep Colonel Lester in this room. Play up to him. Let him make love to you. Anything but keep him here until I've time to get Barry your day out of this house. Yes, yes, Aunt Maud. I'll do anything. But please get Barry away. Oh, never fear. Barry your day will never be captured in my house. Ah, Lester. It's good to see you again. Indeed. Indeed, my dear Eileen. Well, I hope. Quite well, Lester. And you Let's stop all these courtesies, Eileen. You know why I've come. I Lester. I've come for Barry O'Day. Barry O'Day? You mean the Irish patriot? I mean the Irish traitor. 
He's here in this house. You and Lady Maud tricked me once, but this time I'll catch him. And when I do, he'll hang. No, no, Lester, please. You once told me you loved me. My country comes first, my love for you second. Lester, listen to me, please. Barry O'Day's done nothing but fight for his country, as you fight for yours. Why can't you show mercy? One man out of thousands, why hound him to death? Because O'Day means trouble, rebellion at every turn. When he dies, the Irish rebellion dies with him. No, I won't let you. You can't murder Barry O'Day. Let him go from the castle, Lester. Give him that one chance and I'll do anything. Anything you ask. There's nothing further I need ask, my dear. You've already told me Barry O'Day's in hiding here. You'll never capture him, Lester. Ireland has greater need of him than either of us. In serving your Ireland, you've done very well by England, too. Corporal! Aye, sir. Your men will search his castle. Search it well and help me find the Irish rebel, Barry O'Day. Eileen McCushion. Barry, where are you, Barry? Here, behind the window. Oh, my beloved, I've betrayed you. Colonel Lester knows you're here. I know, I heard. He tricked you. But the game's not played out, my dear one. The lines of red-coated English soldiers are thin to the west. I shall fight my way through and join the French soldiers who come to the aid of the Irish. Goodbye, dear heart. Goodbye. The luck of the shamrock attends you. I be brave until it's over. And the good father cards you, McCushion. Barry O'Day! Stand where you are and I'll shoot. Colonel Lester. Yes, Colonel Lester. So Lady Montsnew Groom has turned out to be Barry O'Day himself. Yes, by the grace of Cardinal. In the name of the King of England, I... <laughs> Keep away from that window, you dare. Stop them, that fool's jump to the window. Oh, Barry. Corporal, Corporal. There goes Barry O'Day over the gun wall. Fire. Get him dead or alive, but get him. With the enthusiastic applause of an appreciative audience, thrilled by the reckless escape of Barry O'Day, the curtain falls on the second act of Victor Herbert's Eileen, broadcast by the Chicago Theater of the Air from the WGN Studios in Chicago. Yes, Barry O'Day has escaped, but the next two weeks are bitter ones, a time of strained and anxious waiting for Ireland and her friends. Our third act curtain is again at the castle of Lady Maud, where a group of her Irish friends are assembled. And as our curtain rises... We find them all listening reverently to a procession of nuns on their way to the chapel to pray for Ireland in her time of great need.
but Mario J. Would you be after giving us a song, Miss Eileen? A song for Lady Maud herself. Oh, and thanks for the kindness of her and her true Irish heart that melts the like of us poor devils. I'd like that, Eileen. And I'd like nothing better, my friend. Here's a song for all of us. A song to melt the heart of all the world. A song with all the beauty of Erin's iron. On with all the beauty of Erin's iron. Safe in the woods, back in the garden wall. He's come here. I, for a word with you, my lady. Will you come? Oh, lead the way, Sean. Lead the way. I leave. I leave Here. Barry. Barry O'Day. I leave. Oh, Barry. Mary, it's really you. Oh, Let me look at you, darling. Here in the moonlight. Oh, you're so thin. So terribly thin. I'm just working the flesh off my bones, I am, these busy days. But you're safe. Safe from Colonel Lesson, his English soldiers. Safe as the birds in the nest, McCush. I've lived in the secret cave with Sean and his stout fellas. Working the day and night. Oh, it is a fine lot we've collected of men and guns and ammunition. And tomorrow... Yes, tomorrow? Tomorrow the French will come. The dear French soldiers must pledge to aid the Irish cars. By daybreak, we meet them tomorrow. But there's long enough for sight of you that's breaking our heart. I had to hear you say again that you were... Oh, I do love you, Barry, I do. I adore you, I mean. Oh, I've longed for you, wanted you. 
There was nothing but memories. The night you fell from your horse and I took you in my arms. Yes. And the day I first saw you, when you talked to me of the good fairies that bring happiness. And love. Ah, the thick mist of that first year morning. But your smile drove off that mist. Obey. Pray God this trouble may soon end. Oh, it will be over soon, Eileen. Black dreams will throw away. And we'll laugh all the days through. Except when we're singing. You remember, lass, our song? Yes, thine alone. Thine alone, Matushka, forever. Our friends they are. Loyal sons of Ireland. Sean and his band of smugglers. Very good day. Yes, Sean. You'd best be leaving for the cave again. It ain't safe for you so close to the castle. Yes, Barry, you must go. There's danger here. And you belong to Ireland now. All right, Eileen. One last kiss and I'll be leaving. You come back to me when it's all over, Barry. I'll come back, Makusha. Be brave. Hold no fear of tomorrow's. Goodbye, Eileen. Goodbye. Goodbye, Barry. And God keep you. Now be of good cheer, Miss Eileen. Won't be long now when Barry O'Day will come back to you. But tomorrow we join the French soldierman that's coming to aid us. <laughs> Is there no more danger, Sean? Oh, sure. And there's only the dangers all through Irishmen love. There's bullets to be singing and cannon to be crashing. And good stout shillelaghs to be swinging. <laughs> but the French soldiermen have come to Ireland and Barry O'Day's are joining them. Sure, the Irish have a great day tonight. <laughs> Ireland was a nation from the time of Adam's fall. And it was never meant that we should be oppressed. But the Saxon tyrants took us once and robbed us of our all. They've been trying ever since to take the rest. But every loyal Irishman that's now alive or dead would give his life to set our wrongs to right. And this faithful little band here, together heart and hand here, may see the dawn of freedom break tonight. Yes, yes. Tis a great day tonight for the Irish, for the soldiers have fallen And the time is soon to be when you see all Irish Fire, and the fire and the 
Stand, look out. The English soldier man with Colonel Lester. Yes, yes. Uh, get out, clear out, you Irish rebels. Disperse, or I'll order my men to fire. Oh, you'll be damned to your black English heart. Tom, no more fighting. Do as Colonel Lester says. You and your men leave the courtyard. All right, Miss Eileen, since you ask it. Uh, the devil and all your Colonel Lester. Just cracked your English skull and be someday by loyal Irish. <laughs> now, Colonel Lester? I'm afraid I have bad news for you, my lady. Bad news? Yes. Tonight, Barry O'Day slipped through our line of guards to meet you in this garden. It's too late to do anything about it now. Uh, he came through tonight because I let him through. You're trying to frighten me again. Indeed. <laughs> Corporal! Aye, sir. Bring in the prisoner. Aye, sir. Come on, let's step along there, you fighting Irish. Oh, Barry. Oh, Barry. Don't worry, McCoy. I was afraid they'd catch you, Barry. <laughs> yes. And well caught he is, too. With fine stout ropes to make him safe and harmless. But there are others not so helpless, Colonel Lester. Help us come to Ireland. England's finished. Fine words, O'Day. But I tell you, Ireland's finished. She depended on French soldiers. And they failed her. Sure, and you talk bravely to a captured man. Kurt. It's the truth. Your French general landed his troops, but we English knew they were coming. His lies you're giving me now. There's no need to lie, Barry O'Day. And I have still more good news. Your fine Lord Edward Fitzgerald, the keystone of Ireland, was shot dead yesterday in Dublin. No. The Fitzgerald? Shot? Dead? Oh, Barry, don't believe him. Faith, but I must, Haley. Why should he lie when he has me captured, tied in the ropes? <laughs> yes, I believe you. But Ireland will rise again. Barry O'Day, in the name of the king, I arrest you as an Irish rebel, but treason to England. Stand back! What do you want here? Sure, in my name to Sean, as you've been told before, Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Barry, it is good news I have for Major! You. Major Huxley, what's this crazy Irishman up to? He speaks the code, Colonel Lester. We just had bad news from headquarters. Sean, what are the tidings you bring? Were the French defeated? Sure, the French were defeated. But the war's at an end. Ireland has a new ruler. And the English redcoat soldiers are ordered back to England. That's a wild <laughs> Irish lie. Beg pardon, Colonel, sir, but the Irishman speaks the truth. Ah, it is the truth, as you'll learn. And not all of the truth. England's granted a general pardon to all in the uprising. Sean, Sean, you're certain. There's your answer, Miss Eileen. Sean Goose, Irishman, and the English soldiers, cheering and shouting together. Both lads is over. She's a free man, you are, Barry O'Day. Thank God. Barry, you're free. Oh, come close to me, Eileen McCushley. Tis the soft touch of your cheek I'll be needing to quiet my heart that's pounded like a hammer within me. Oh, Barry, Barry, my darling. Oh, Look. They're all marching together. Irish patriots and English soldiers. Marching together for Ireland. For the island that's to be free. The island that's to take her place among the nations of the world.
so, ladies and gentlemen, the curtain falls on the Chicago Theater the Air presentation of Victor Herbert's delightful operetta Eileen. The applause you hear is being accorded to our lovely star, Miss Marion Clare, for her performance of Eileen Mulvaney. To Mr. James Melton, who sang the role of Barry O'Day. To Bruce Foote, who sang Sean, and to Grace McCarty as Rosie Flynn. Our appreciative thanks to Mr. Nathaniel Chilton, the orchestra, and to the chorus, and to a splendid Chicago dramatic cast composed of Bob Bailey, who played Barry O'Day, Louise Barkley as Eileen, to Brett Morrison, Jane Meredith, Don Gallagher, Stan Harris, Marvin Miller, Bob Jellison, and Fran Carlin. Performance rights were by Tam Switmark Music Library. A transcription of the Chicago Theater of the Air is presented for Pacific Coast listeners each Saturday at midnight. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System. And welcome back. Fans of the great detectives of old-time radio may have recognized the voice of Bob Bailey, uh, playing the uh, role of uh, Barry O'Day, or I should say the speaking role with the... Uh, singing voice being another uh, actor entirely. I have not actually heard this done on other radio programs, and I guess the only place you can do that is in the world of audio drama. Usually in musical theater, you want people who can do both the acting and the singing. Bob Bailey did a decent job on this. Um, I, I never thought that dialects were a strength for him. Uh, there's one episode of Cavalcade of America where he does a Texas accent, and I don't think that particularly works well. But he's still got some really good emotional moments uh, during the acting portions. The score for this one was really good. I, I think that there were just some uh, fantastically written tunes in this. This is an interesting play that was written uh, back in uh, 1916, and uh, first performance was in 1917 in Boston. Victor Herbert actually based the play on 
uh, novel that his uh, grandfather had written back in the 19th century. And I think it's definitely an appropriate uh, play for the day. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Now we turn to listener comments and feedback, and we have this from Lanny uh, regarding our Valentine's Day episode. I enjoyed the Dr. Christian episode. There was a TV series starring McDonald Carey, 1956-57, which I watched as a child. Uh, well, thanks, Lanny. I'm glad you enjoyed the uh, episode. And I've heard of that series with McDonald Carey, uh, but I am not aware of anywhere that it could be seen, and I would definitely be interested in doing so. Uh, I love uh, Dr. Christian, and I thought McDonald Carey, uh, in another series that was done for Zib Productions, uh, did a good job in lockup, and I would have been a solid uh, young uh, Dr. Christian uh, replacing... Gene Herschel. I particularly would love to see the episode where Dr. Christian retires, as that would provide some really nice closure. Unfortunately, like I said, can't actually uh, find any episodes of the television series anywhere. But thanks so much uh, for the email, Lanny, and that will do it for now. Join us back here next month for Easter. And in the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. And be sure and check out the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>